Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Before we start, can we ask one thing? 74% of you that watch this channel frequently do not subscribe. If you've enjoyed our videos, please could you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button? It helps this channel more than you know, and the bigger the channel gets, the bigger the learning gets. Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Jonathan Herbs is the host of the Business Focus Podcast. He is a strategic advisor, coach, and mentor to entrepreneurial business owners, CEOs, and senior executives. In this podcast, he chats with entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs of scaling companies. It centers around their entrepreneurial journey so far and their aspirations for their companies. So today I'm speaking to Christine Kaur, who's CEO at People Coach. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Excellent, and thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. So how about we just jump straight in? Christine, what does People Coach do and what do you do? So the informal way I'd say it is that we're changing people's lives and we're changing people's um, organisations and leadership. Uh, the official line or our elevator pitch is that we are an on-demand coaching-led career and leadership development platform and our mission is to ensure that every person has access to an experienced coach when they want one to accelerate their personal, their professional and their business impact. I suppose simply we believe that executive coaching should not be only for the C-suite, that every leader deserves a coach and needs a coach and that's what we're doing. Excellent. And I totally agree with that. Really, I, you know, I, I am up in the, with, with the CEOs and leadership teams, but, um, uh, you know, I, th- I think there's a actually great video on my, on my, my website, um, Bill Gates and, um, um, and what, uh, Eric Schmidt, head of, um, head of, um, of Google, both saying everybody needs a coach. And look, I think the thing is, I you know, before starting People Coach, I was and I still am an executive coach and I, I, I believe in it. But here's the reality. I mean, Bill Gates and Eric Smith are, you know, white Anglo-Saxon men who's, who have had coaches and were coaching all sorts of different people, different ages, different genders, different nationalities. And, you know, we're really proud to say that 51% of the people that have gone through our, through our programs are women. Uh, which is does not happen at the executive coaching level, as you probably know. Yeah, and, and you know it's really interesting. I um uh, I interviewed in this series um, a lady not too long ago, and I made the comment to her that I was um, I was disappointed that you know I couldn't actually find female leaders um, to actually interview on the series. And um, that sort of led me on a bit of a journey to go looking for uh, more fem- female leaders, and um, uh, you know, you, and you're the result of part of that, which I'm really thrilled about. Awesome. But tell me, how does it actually work? So I, I you know, here I am. I need a coach, um, or I may think I need a coach. What happens? So. Our model is a business-to-business model at this stage. So we work with large organisations. So our organisations might be Facility Group or Bega Foods or Royal Melbourne Hospital or anywhere in between. Um, and they usually come to us and say they want coaching for their teams and then we set them up on programs. So unlike a lot of we're, – we're actually a mix between training, mentoring and coaching. So we have – modular content that people get access to we have qualified business you know people that have led teams and um 
led PLs and led businesses being the coaches, and we have the coaching component that really embeds the learning. So um, that and people sign up for a twelve month program, and our programs start from ninety nine dollars per person per month. So literally for twelve hundred dollars a year, you could get one of your team a coach for a year. And coaching on what? In, in what? In leadership. Great. So it's all the fundamentals of leadership. Because if you think about when we progress through our careers, we usually get promoted because we're technically proficient or sound or maybe even excellent, right? So we're a great accountant, a great lawyer, and then they want to promote you. So they go, who's the best lawyer or accountant or marketer? We promote you and then we go, off you go. And actually to be a technician is a very different role to being an inspiring leader. And so when you think about executive coaching, in some ways at times it's actually, dare I say, remedial. If somebody's got to a certain level and all of a sudden they're not performing the way they should be and somebody says, "Uh uh-oh, let's get an executive coach in to help them be more whatever it is in leadership. What we want to do is before we, we create the problems or create the bad habits that are going to fast forward in 15 or 20 or 30 years, Let's put some fundamentals in place early on. So as you start your career, your leadership journey, what sort of what are the principles that you're going to work by? You know, how are you going to turn up? How do you have a courageous conversation? How do you hold people accountable? How do you get rid of the imposter syndrome in your head so that you can actually be an inspiring leader? So that's what we want to do. And that's what we are doing, actually. Excellent. Yeah. So as you're saying that, I started. My career in the army, many, oh, like many, many, many years ago. And you're pushing you know, uh, Simon Sinek recently wrote a book about it. But one of the key things you you, um, uh, you taught is you know, a leader always uh, always eats last, and you lead from the front. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think about those emerging and developing leaders, they've actually got the the biggest weight of managing people, mm-hmm. right? And yet they have the least training. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to help rectify that great so i think you part, and partly answered this next question who would you describe as your core um, best customer our best customer is an individual working in an organization who does believe that the emerging the emerging and developing leaders can make or break their organization and who are willing to invest um, at scale to make that happen and they know that a one-off leadership dipstick you know um situation or one executive coaching um relationship with one senior person is not going to create a coaching or leadership culture that they actually needed at scale um and they needed it once and they believe in those leaders that's our ideal and someone that's fun and someone that truly cares about people's performance and how people turn up and building people's careers. I love the comment, um, someone who's fun. That's one of the criteria for me to take a client on. Yeah, it's that, yeah, it's that, don't suffer for slavery. And uh, only, only, from my perspective, it's I'm a bit more selective, you know, only coach those people I wanted. Yeah. yeah. So, let's, so you've been operating through the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. What actually, actions did you take? during the pandemic that um, uh, that have remained with the organisation going forward? Being a partner 
to our customers. So when we started our, I mean, we we had an MVP, and our, you know, we but we redid our platform and we launched on the 13th of March, the week before Victoria went into the biggest lockdown of the world, right? And so at that time, as you can imagine, I mean, our key sponsor or key champion in organisations was HR. And there is no way that anybody was thinking about launching leadership programs at that time. So what we did is we partnered really closely with those clients that we had and even prospects or, you know, potential clients that said, yes, we are interested, but now you're on hold. We partnered with them for that 12 months and we just listened to them. We we helped troubleshoot for them we created programs for them like we did all sorts of different things some of it free of charge or very low cost um, just to help them get through and out of that we built we were able to build six more programs that met their needs and then but when we sort of started to come out of that in 21 and and this year we've been able to really fast track our growth because all our programs and offerings have been created in partnership with our clients. And that's something that we do now. Like literally, I just came back for a client meeting and we were co-creating together to meet their needs as they're, they're working through a post-COVID, you know, um, business environment. And, and what about um, your own team? So... Um, were you always remote? Are you now remote? How 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 did that work? And and also, I suppose, how do you work with your clients? Um, yeah, so we are a virtual offering, which is how we're scalable and accessible. Uh, we have coaches and team members all over the world, and we so we do all our work via Teams or Zoom or whichever way. From a head office perspective, so our head office is in Melbourne. We the, the the leadership team come together once a week in the office and then we have a quarterly off-site uh, face-to-face. But apart from that, it's all Teams, Zooms, phone, texts, emojis. Um, and what does the future uh, look like and, and what do you see as the main challenges going for? Um. Look, a few of these questions were really interesting. And I think there's, you know, in a startup business or in a new business or business full stop, there is always problems to be thinking about or the big, big challenges. But I really think, um, what gives businesses stability and choice as it does in, with human beings is financial stability. And, you know, I read all these stories about, you know, these unicorn businesses that have gone bust and, oh, my goodness, they're this and that. And I think, well, I've run businesses for 30 years now, 20-something years, and it's about cash flow and it's about cash flow management and it's about knowing your business. So am I an entrepreneur? <laughs> Absolutely. Do I take risks? Absolutely. Do I do things that other people don't? Absolutely. But do I have in one eye so close on the bottom line to understand the impact? Not about profitability, it's about cash. And so um, because of that, that's what I've focused on, but it's about making sure that we've always got sufficient cash flow 
to 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 meet our business needs. And when you have that, you've got choice. You can make the right decisions. You don't have to take on a customer that's not right. You don't have to do things that aren't right. You don't have to you don't have to fire people because if your cash flow's right, that will all be managed. A really, really good point. Really good point. Oh, sorry, my focus. Um, biggest learning um, you've had since you've been a, a business owner? Biggest learning? Well, I think it's that, really, cash yeah. flow and the importance of the finances. And, and I think the other – well, and the other thing is really – Working closely with your customers, understanding the value that you add, not what you can sell or what you can do, but what is the actual value and the impact that you are making and how is that valuable to your customer or stakeholder, whoever that may be. And I think it's it's a leadership principle as well, you know, what value am I adding, how am I serving? And I think with business owners, with entrepreneurs, and even sometimes I, I can hear myself saying it or sometimes my team, but we do this. And so they should therefore, you know, they should buy. But that's not the case. You know, we do this and they should buy only when it can add value and be proven to add value. So I think that's my biggest learning. Stop thinking about us and what we do. Think about them and what they need. And in, and in their words, I think it's a really interesting one. You know, I've been sitting here just prior to um, this call and, you know, I had an epiphany. I, you know, my purpose in my business is grow remarkable, grow remarkable leaders, grow remarkable companies. But, in fact, I have actually been thinking that is absolutely my purpose, but I'm, I'm actually thinking it's not enough. And it's, it's fascinating, you know, because it's got to be in their words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good point. Um, when you think of the word successful, um, who's the first person that comes to mind and why? Right. So I've been sitting here for the last 15 minutes thinking about that, and I actually don't have an answer. Right. I can tell you the attributes of the person that I think is successful. The successful people like and love themselves for all their foibles and all their wrongness and all their rightness. They are doing something that they love. They are adding value to the people around them. They are financially secure so that they've got choice and they make, they balance being able to make decisions that are the best for them whilst being the best, whilst being good for others. Um, and are not trying to prove themselves to other people. Um, I guess when I thought about that, there was a, a friend of mine that I went out with on the weekend, and she's really close. Um, and oh, sorry, and someone who's also really happy with where they are in their life. And so, whilst I got a lot of people that in my life that may cover a lot of those things, it's been a really difficult year in 2022. Like, there's been a lot of things that have not gone well for people. Personally, physically, you know, marriage-wise, like I don't know about you, but I've got seems to have a lot of people around me that have had all sorts of funny, not funny, um, but you know, dramatic and traumatic personal experiences. But it would 
So she would be the closest and she has all of those, like great personal life. So professional life, solid, financial life, solid, physical life, as in healthy, um, romantic life, strong, um, I suppose society life and community life, strong. So giving back as well as having good friendships um, and just believing in yourself and liking yourself. I think that's that's the what most successful people can do. And sometimes I see people with a lot of money that you might put on a pedestal of lots of money, new car, big title, and they're actually not happy. And so, therefore, I do not think that that is successful at all. Good answer. That is my favourite question out of, out of the questions I've come up with. Um, you know, the, the different answers I've had, um, uh, you know, they range, as you'd expect, from Elon Musk down to, um, you know, my mum, my dad, my grandfather, grand, grandparent, yep. Tara. Um, and it's fascinating. I found it fascinating that the answers um, are quite different depending on um, the age and maturity of the CEO, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. Older versus, um, you know, the young, younger up and coming. So it's, it's worth going back and having a look at some of, the, some of those answers. Um, are you a reader? Um, books, podcasts, um, autobiographies you'd recommend? Yeah. Uh, I am a reader. Um, the one that I like at the moment from a business perspective is uh, Who Not How. Mm-hmm. I, Dan Sullivan. For me, he's, yes. my co- he's my coach, actually. So, yeah. Is he? Right. Yeah. Awesome. So I think for me, I think that's great because as an entrepreneur, especially with in more startup organisations, you're always doing everything and to actually understand the value of your time and the value of your creativity and not getting bogged down in administration whilst you could be having that big one idea. Um, the other one was Simon Sinek's uh, The Infinite Game and I really love that because I'm quite – metrics-driven, goal-orientated. I like to tick a box, which makes me a great execution person. But one of the downsides of that is sometimes, especially when it comes to numbers, if I don't hit my number, I get quite frustrated and I realised actually it's about playing the long game, not the short game. Um, So, yeah, I love those two books. Yeah, it's interesting. And I I listen to freaking – Economics. Freaking oh, yes. yeah. I can never um, say it right. Yeah. Dan Sublove. Freakonomics. Freakonomics, that one. I love Freakonomics. Yeah. Because you just randomly put on an episode and it's always something pretty good. Yeah. No, and, and some of the, the, the subjects are quite, are, are quite, quite extraordinary. I've um, yep. done some deep dives into a lot of, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, last piece of advice for an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur. So I pondered this a bit because I don't like giving advice, but I will say how I like to live my life. One is making myself happy, not making other people happy. That's not my job. My job is to make myself happy and hopefully when I'm happy that will flow on to others. Two is to always be asking how I'm adding value to those around me, whether it's my children, my friends, my business partners, my customers and the third thing realizing when things when people aren't behaving the way you want them to behave or things aren't going the way that it's that it's not about you sometimes it's just not about you right it's about other things and then you sort of go back to make yourself happy so especially when it comes to 
people, relationships, friendships, partnerships, you know, if there's behaviour that you don't like or the culture that you don't like or whatever, then it's not about them doing anything to you. It's just that's the way they are. So don't try to change them. Like it's not about you. Like let them be. You just decide whether or not you're going to accept it. And if you are not happy, go back to number one, then change it. Right? Our role is not to change other people to make them make us happy. That's not that's not how life works, right? How it works is you make yourself happy and if you don't like what other people are doing, exit. Really good advice. And a lot of that comes down to you know, some of those, there's some to me, teachings and other t- teachings about um, getting your own value, values right, both within business and, and within um, uh, and your personal values. Correct. But I think to me that, I mean, if you looked at our business values, you could really read the people in our business. Yeah. Because while there's tweaks of uh, somebody over-indexes on that one and under-indexes on that one, broadly they're pretty similar because that's that's how we've created the business. Well, and, you know, successful businesses, you know, hire based on the value first and then then train into the productivity of the role. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Christine, thank you. And really enjoyed the conversation, as I always do. You are awesome. Thank you very much for allowing me to share my opinions. And I, I, I look forward to hearing your successes going forward. Thank you so much. All the best. Thanks. Thank you. If you were hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you watch slash listen. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email to admin at scaleupgrowth.co. Put be a guest in the subject line and tell me a little about yourself. If you want to gauge where your business growth potential is and identify where the biggest opportunities in your business lie or where the key needs that you need to concentrate on right now are, take our assessment where you will receive personalized advice for improvement. It's quick and free. Go to scaleupgrowth.scoreapp.com. If you would like to work with me one-to-one, I love coaching and get the best outcomes that way. Send me an email to jonathan at scaleupgrowth.co and put one-to-one in the heading. Tell me a bit about your business and let's see how we can apply a great strategy for your business. So that's it for this week. Tune in next time for more great learnings from a scaling entrepreneur.